Hello there. Do you even blog, listeners? Pete here. Another solo show for you today, talking about algorithm updates. I'm going to do two things in this little solo show. Number one, I will talk about the past two weeks. The latest Google helpful content update it has a lot of people straight up panicking and it has almost everybody straight up curious, straight up anxious about what's going on. What is to come in the future for the world of blogging, right? It's been a little crazy. I want to talk about that first, but after that, I have some tips. I think I have six. Yes, I have six tips for how to deal with these updates. If you are wondering what you should do right now, if you look at your analytics, your your money, and you're down, what you should do right now, what you should do for the future, how to plan for these things coming up, all that sort of stuff. I have a bunch of tips for you. And by the way, I think this actually will apply to more than just you SEO people out there, uh, whether it's YouTube or you do Pinterest or Facebook or even like podcasting to agree. Podcasting still run by like Apple and Spotify, partially trying to figure out like how to put you in front of people. And there's still algorithms there too, believe it or not. So I have six tips for you right now and in the years to come for your blog and your business. But before that, let's actually talk about this latest Google content update. As of this morning, September 28, BTW, the latest helpful content update is done rolling out. It's been going for about two weeks. And first of all, what happened? What happened? Well, they released another algorithm shift that is supposed to bring good content up and better in the rankings, and then content not so great down. Well, okay, that's super broad. Let's dive a little bit deeper, and I'm going to read a quote for you here. Google's helpful content system specifically targets, quote, content that seems to have been primarily created for ranking well in search engines rather than to help or inform people. Google wants content that was honestly created to rank well in search engines down. They want that content down and they want content up that is created to help or inform people. Unquote. Okay. So that is the, the Google helpful content update. I think the first one was like last year, by the way, these happen every single week, but the, these big shifts happen probably like two or three times a year. And this last one was a big shift. So who's up and who's down <laughs> based on my own research. I would like to share with you really quick. Who is up and who's down in this update? Who did this benefit? I can't find many individual creators and by that, I mean, even people with like small teams, writers or editors, I'm talking not mega corporations, right? Smaller creators are down. I haven't really heard of many people that are like, yeah, I'm up. I'm way up. No, I don't know those people. Some people are straight up panicking because they've been crushed. I thankfully am not one of those. Although I have been hit on every site. All my revenue is down. Ads and affiliate. All my traffic is down. I didn't get crushed. I don't think it's that bad for me personally. They're just like smaller bumps down. but. I don't know a lot of people who say that they're up. I do see that a lot of big companies are up. First of all, this stinks. I just want to share that right now. I could probably curse about it, but I'm not going to right now. Instead, I will actually point you to Glenn Alsop's article. Glenn, if you don't know Glenn Alsop, the old Viper Chill guy, he's phenomenal. Go to detail.com. Actually, don't. Go to the link in the description below. I'll link you straight to this article. It is titled, How 16 
companies are dominating the world's Google search results. This is actually an old post that he continues to update. It's insanely thorough, and it basically reveals exactly what it sounds like. Almost everything you see in Google results is owned by 16 companies. An insane amount of traffic. An insane amount of traffic. It's only 16 companies. These people are up. Reddit, Quora, forums are up. User-generated content is what I think the term Google used. Like They wanted to bring up user-generated content in the form of forums or Reddit or whatnot. Well... Okay, that's who's up <laughs> in my experience. And people like me and you were down. Okay, so that's what's happened over the past two weeks. Now I want to get to some tips. If you've been hurt, if you are thinking you might be down, if you're wondering what you should do, if you're wondering where to go from here, I have some tips for you. Tip number one, a bit of a cop-out and disappointing to hear, but I still think it's important recognize that this probably is not the end of the world. I've been hit by Google updates before. Many times I've been blogging long enough at this point where I just ignore them. No, seriously, I totally do. I'm not doing anything this week, even though my sites are down. I'm not. I'm not doing a dang thing because probably it's not the end of the world. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything. We'll get to that. But the point is, these things rarely ever completely kill everybody. You can always adapt. You can and should change your strategy based on these things. If you want to continue to get traffic and earn money, you should probably change things, but it's probably not going to absolutely crush you. You probably shouldn't just straight up quit, right? I thought I was done in March of this year. There's a, a, another Google album algorithm update and I thought that killed me and then my I realized my site got hacked and that was actually what killed me and then I tried to fix it and then two weeks later it happened again and I got absolutely crushed my revenue completely dried up for this specific niche site that got hit which is one of my bigger sites it was about two grand in revenue I have several sites they all kind of add up but that one was completely done and I was like oh this one's <laughs> this one's out <laughs> this is done I'm done I'm finished I'm no more and then now it's fine. Now it's fine. Uh, and quite frankly, it's been that way for every algorithm update. So hang in there. Yes, you should absolutely do things, change things, learn what's going on, but you're not going to be crushed forever. I promise you, people do recover from these. Almost everybody that I know who's been in this for a while recovers from these updates in one way or another. Okay, so don't straight up panic yet. That's tip number one. Tip number two, thankfully, is actually a lot more tactical, and it might be bad news for some of you. Tip number two, don't write about stuff you are not actually an expert in. Now, I'm going to say that again. Don't write about stuff that you're not actually an expert in. Or another way you might say this is make sure your content is reviewed by an expert. That's, I think I, I, this is down in my notes. I'm pretty sure I stole this straight from Google. Make sure your content is reviewed by an expert. Now, let's talk about that term just for a second. Expert in EEAT, uh, authority and all that stuff, trustworthiness and, and Google's EAT stuff. It can mean different things, but it's uh, you know it when you see it, in my opinion. As in, I have a site on fountain pens. 
there's not even a lot of content there. It's actually like my public just play around with sort of site. But quite frankly, I am not the world's foremost expert in fountain pens by any stretch of the imagination. But compared to the people who Google stuff for my site, I am like a master. I'm a Jedi master compared to these people who are Googling what I'm writing for. Now, I'm not writing for the super advanced stuff because I can't. I'm not actually an expert. I'm not even close to an expert. My point is, if you have been blogging for like two years and you have a site on uh, furniture or anything DIY or home related, and you've been kind of into it for a couple of years, chances are you're pretty well an expert. You are. You might not think you are compared to a lot of other people, but you probably are compared to your readers. Make sure your content is reviewed by an expert. Another thing you could do, just to elaborate on this a little bit, and I know a lot of people do this. uh, I think John Dykstra actually published some stuff about this. He actually hired bona fide experts, like People, I don't, I don't remember what the, the topic, I have no idea what the niche was, but it was like, I literally hired a doctor to come and review my content and I put her name all over the site <laughs> and her picture on the about page. She didn't run the blog. She has no stake in it, but I paid her to come in, consult, review the content partially. So I could say this was reviewed by an expert. I don't know the results of that experiment. I just remember reading about it, but you could do stuff like that. Right? You could also just choose niches where you are an expert. Quite frankly, I'm looking at like two of my sites right now that I started recently. <laughs> I, I'm not an expert. And I'm not even like a little bit of an expert. It's stuff I have no clue what I'm talking about. And I hope that I could use AI content to kind of like crank through some of this stuff. Frankly, that's not good. It's probably not going to do well. Now that I'm thinking about it more, it's probably not going to do well. I have a lot of things that I could speak on with authority. I should probably stick to those topics. Chances are, if you have one site and you've been doing it for a while, you are an expert. But you need to make that really well known for anybody visiting your site, for Googlebots crawling your site. Make it well known that you or an expert of any kind has written or reviewed your content. That's tip number two. Tip number three is to go see what Google has to say first. I actually, I don't like Google, but I do think they do a pretty good job at telling people what's going on when these big updates come around. And sure enough, I'm literally looking at it right now. I'm looking at, I'll link to this as well, by the way. I'll leave this URL in the description of this podcast, the show notes or whatever. What creators should know about Google's uh, 2022 helpful content update? This was the big one. They also have a specific blog post on this most recent one. You can go look it up. I will link to that as well. But this one actually lays out the helpful content update and has a bunch of questions that you could ask yourself. Do you have an existing or intended audience for your business or site that would find the content useful if they came directly to you? For me and most of my content, except for that one or two sites that I'm actually not knowledgeable about at all? The answer is absolutely yes. I have an existing audience that could come to my site and find the content actually, actually, literally useful. Check. Okay, I got that one. Does your site have a primary purpose or focus? Okay. After reading your content, will someone leave feeling they've learned enough about a topic to achieve their goals? And if I'm being honest with myself, some of my new sites, maybe not. (laughs) 
most of my core niche sites? Yes, absolutely. Some of these other sites that I've created in the past months, I got to be honest, I don't think so. You can go to Google first and they will have these questions. They will have explanations about what's going on. And I think they actually do a pretty good job. Go to Google first. If you are hit and you need to figure out what's going on, you can listen to people like me all day long, but you can actually go straight to the source and get a clear picture of what happened, what you should do. Helpful questions are a really great place to start. I will link to this in the show notes. Go to Google first. Tip number four is to actually, after you go to Google and you you get a, a general sense of what's going on, go Google your keywords and look at the sites that are up or down. Hopefully you know, right? I think if you are in a niche, you should probably know these things. If you've been doing it for at least like six months or a year or more, you probably know a handful of other sites that are like you. Maybe it's big companies. Maybe it's other solo creators or niche sites or whatever. You probably have a general sense of where they are at. I can tell you right now, some of my top competitors in Google for my fountain pen site and for my other niche sites, I can literally list them off without looking. Go to Google, open up an incognito window, type in some of your top keywords, like maybe do this for like, oh, actually, I know what you do. Do this for the keywords that you are seeing changes on. Like this page is up, this page is down. Yes, you'll have to dive into Google Analytics to look at that, which pages are up, which pages are down, or maybe all of your sites down for that matter. Go Google those things and see who's up. See what their content looks like. Furthermore, you can go and see the other sites that are down. Maybe you see like, oh, I usually have this other site and this other site right alongside me in search rankings, or I know this other niche site or whatever, and they're down. Go look at their content. See what's going on there. You might see a trend. I'll I'll tell you one trend for um, one of my niches straight up. I had a competitor who's been like two, three years ahead of me, right? Their domain authority in this niche is like way better than mine, way better than mine. But for about a year and a half, my niche site was very competitive with theirs. It's just a small niche and my traffic was great. Really happy with that. After this last update, the past two weeks, they are crushing it. I said I didn't know many people that were up. I lied. This Now that I think about it, this one site seems to be up. They seem to be number one for everything that I've looked at. I mean, even stuff I was beating them on a year ago, six months ago, they seem to be up now. Part of it is they have a really old domain. They've been doing this for years and years and years. They have hundreds of posts, all of which are good and handwritten before AI was even a thing. Like it's a good site. I can't fault them at all. And they've been around forever and they have a lot of links. It's the traditional ranking things, right? They've been doing this forever. Their content's actually pretty good. And they have a a ton of links just because they've been doing it for like seven years. Well, my sites don't have that. And now they're down. So maybe I was, you know, cheesing the system before. I don't think so. I actually think my content is still better in a lot of cases. I do. I don't have that age. I don't have as much content. I don't have as much links for sure. And I'm down. It's actually pretty self-explanatory, but I had to go to Google in order to see that. That's my tip number four. Go check out your competitors. Go see what's up and down and look at that content. Look at that site, those sites, and see what's going on. I did that, and now I have a much clearer picture about maybe what I could do to start competing again. And I don't like the answer, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get to that. Okay. Tip number five 
this is my favorite one uh, out of all the tips. I almost led with it, but I decided not to just because people don't want to hear it. Just produce great content. I don't care if it was uh, using my fab.ai AI tool. I don't care if you hand wrote it and hand researched it over the course of a month. Just make great content. This is the reason why I'm mostly ignoring <laughs> this Google content update. Do I wish I had more links? Yes, absolutely. Do I want to make sure that I am demonstrating authoritativeness, authority, authoritativeness on every single blog post on every single subject matter? Yes, absolutely. I do want to do that. But frankly, just doing great content should be enough for Google. I'm not saying it is enough for Google. I wish it was enough for Google, but just focus on creating the best content you possibly can and you will be rewarded in some way or another. That's my belief. It's not a fact. That's my opinion. If Google shuts down three months from now, but you have great content, you can figure out another way to get it in front of people. It may suck. That sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. I know you don't want to do that, but I do think that's possible. And even Google says that's what they want. Even if your site's down and you've been doing this, you've been trying to do great content. That's still what Google says. Uh, again, we want to target content that seems mostly written for ranking well, as opposed to content that helps or informs people. Create great content. Images. Actually, I'm just going to cop out again. I'm not even going to tell you what great content is because I have a whole YouTube video, which is phenomenal. If I do say so myself, I will also link to that in the show notes. It's like a 20 minute long video and it goes through what I think is really great content, really tactical stuff. Do that first and foremost, and you should survive these updates. Even if you're down right now, you should bounce back, right? That's all you really can do. That's what Google says they want to do, even if they're not actually doing it yet. We'll figure that part out, but just create great content. Okay. Last tip I have for you here is one you've heard before, but I'm going to give you a little bit different take. Diversify. Diversify. I think it was about a year ago that a lot of niche site influencers were moving over to Facebook and doing like buying page likes from Facebook ads and like sharing all that sort of stuff. I don't know if that still works today or not. I'm not an expert in that. I haven't even tried that and I'm not going to, to be really honest with you. But those people did have something right. Opening up their minds to diversification, it's really hard when you find something that works. Niche sites, smaller sites, or even like, you know, authority sites, sites written for SEO, whatever you want to call it, over the past 15 years, really good. The, the getting's been good. It's been working. Even if we've getting, gotten hits by updates every now and then, it's been working. And it's hard to put more strategies on our plate. It's hard to think about what else could we try? What else could we do? But I'm here to tell you, it's important. And I think if you just got hit by this recent update, you're probably shaking your head and agreeing with me. Yeah, it is important, actually. Now that I'm hit and now that I think about this, diversification would be good. Now, let's get tactical for just a second. What do I mean by that? Diversify. Just now I got to do Facebook too. Now I got to do Pinterest too. I got to learn something new. Maybe, maybe not. I got a bunch of different ways to diversify. And I want to read them to you. Number one, traffic sources. Okay, we got that. Try out Facebook. Try out Pinterest. Try out... I'm trying to think of one of the old ones that would date myself. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, traffic sources. And email list. Oh, I got to put more focus on my email list now. And 
do all that stuff to hopefully like capture an audience away from algorithms and stuff like that. Well, okay, that's fine. But there's more ways you could diversify income streams, digital products, slash affiliate marketing, slash ads. Those are the big ones, obviously. And I don't know. If you're not doing one of those things, maybe you should think about it. I'm not saying you definitely need to, but maybe you should think about digital products. Maybe you should think about tripling down on affiliate. You can ask yourself what's working and what's not. By the way, I don't mind sharing. Uh, for actually, for uh, yeah, pretty much across my entire portfolio of sites at this moment, ads are down. <laughs> and they've been going down for about two, uh, a year and a half. Pretty much straight downhill for me personally. Ads, I'm, I'm out. I'm kind of done, right? Like I didn't like ads to begin with. Now I really don't like ads. Affiliate marketing for me is still doing really well across every site that I can think of. I think I should probably triple down on that. Digital products, etc. cetera. Uh, so you could diversify your income streams. Now you could diversify your niche. You could start more sites. You could start more projects. I don't think it's necessarily the right decision for everybody, but that is something you could think about. L- pausing, like let's say your site was hit and you have one site, it was hit bad over the past couple of weeks, you could hit pause and start something else. Now, it's a long-term play. It shouldn't be, uh, you know, I'm going to try and do this to recover all my revenue in the next month. It's not going to happen. But over the long run, diversification is almost always a good thing. You could start more sites. You could start another niche site or whatever that is. Again, I'm not telling you you should do that. But thinking long-term, that is a play to diversify your revenues. It is. Uh, what about business models in general? <laughs> like, what is it that you do? Could you start a, I was going to say a brick and mortar site. No one wants that. Uh, could well, actually, I won't say no one wants that, but that's, that's outside of the scope of this podcast. You could start consulting on whatever it is you're talking about. Maybe you have a, a services page now. Um, maybe you start coding and dabbling in a no code and start SaaS products like me. That's what I've been doing for the past six months. Uh, maybe I'm trying to think of other things. You could start a whole new business <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Not even necessarily on a different topic. You could utilize what you already have, your topic, your niche, your industry, or whatever that might be, but you could completely swap the business model, freelancing, consulting, in addition to digital products and affiliate marketing and, and that sort of stuff. New SaaS products, new, I don't know, the sky's the limit, really. I know that's, that's not great advice. It's not very fun to hear that. But what else could you do? Oh, by the way, another great example. I mentioned John Dykstra. I'm not like a massive uh, Dykstra fan, to be really honest. But he started a brick-and-mortar business like a year ago or six months ago to accompany one of his sites. I don't remember if it was like his main niche site or what. But it's on the same topic. A, a literal like local business. I think that's actually pretty cool. And I actually think that's pretty smart. I'm not saying you should do a local business per se, but there are lots of different business models, lots of different ways that you can help people, that you can add value to people and get paid in return. We all understand this, but I think thinking long-term about SEO, well, I think it's a wise decision to start considering some of these other things. I've been talking for quite a while now. I want to leave you with this. There are things in your control and there are things outside of your control. What Google decides to do is obviously out of your control. You don't have a say in that. And I speak from experience here. We can't really be mad about that. We can't. We can be frustrated. We can be kind of upset that things are the way they are. But really, 
we don't have any control over that. It doesn't do us much good to panic or get really mad and frustrated about what these other companies, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, what they decide to do. The only thing we can do is adjust and try and get better. The only thing you can do if your site was hit the past two weeks is try to adjust and get better. That's the only thing you can do. You can do that by diversifying. You can do that by producing great content. You can do that by making sure that whatever you publish is reviewed, written and reviewed by an expert, quote unquote. You have control over those things. You don't have control over Google. So I know it's hard to hear. I don't want to hear that. I would rather just be mad at Google and say like, why won't you fix this? I have good content. Why aren't you ranking it? But <laughs> it doesn't do me much good, does it? No, it doesn't. That doesn't do you much good either. So I hope you guys found this helpful. Let me know if you did. Let me know if you have any questions. Pete at doyouandblog.com. And that's all I got. I hope you survived this update. Hang in there. If you're down, we'll figure this out together. And uh, we'll catch you next time for the Do You Even Blog podcast. Adios. Hey, thanks for listening. As a creator, you're already awesome. But you want to be even awesomer, next level awesome? Head to the Fancy Pants homepage I built at doyouevenblog.com where I have organized my bestest awesomeness resources that will help you in your blog and business. My free SEO course, my niche site templates, info on my private community online impact, hashtag sales pitch, my interviews with awesome people like Seth Godin, my top YouTube videos, it's all there. Doyouevenblog.com. Oh, oh, oh. And you know what else? An opt-in form to join my weekly newsletter of spam. <coughs> Excuse me. My newsletter of constant barrage of sales pitches. <coughs> Dang. <coughs> this cough. Excuse me. No, seriously. Go join my email newsletter at doyouevenblog.com. I promise to send out only helpful stuff written by a real human. That would be me. Doyouevenblog.com at the bottom of the page. And the last CTA for you, my friend, tell a friend. If you know somebody who might like to listen to the Do You Even Blog podcast, blogging, online business, podcasting, YouTube, just tell a friend. That's all I ever ask, and it helps me to grow the show. All right. Till next time, I am Pete McPherson, out. Adios. Adios.